Welcome back to Yes, that can't be good. A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka. Let's get going. This is Dud Gramley with the TV Guide Synopsis, Season 4, Episode 19, One Small Step. Carter and Taggart probe the mystery of a melted cow. Joe questions what she wants from life. Malfunction strands Deputy Andy on Titan. Carter and Allison contemplate what's next for their relationship. Creators, Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby. Written by Bruce Miller. Directed by Michael Robinson. Original air date, September 12, 2011. Hi, this is Vicki. I'm back with my fill-in co-host, Doug. Hello, I'm here. For season four, episode 19, One Small Step. Due to scheduling issues, Doug is filling in for Kim for this episode. As I said, we record ahead of time, so when this episode gets published, it may be snowing, but right now it is severe allergy season. It's the end of September at the time we're recording. So we're going to switch it up since I have Doug here. He's going to read the episode index to save me from choking my brains out. (laughs) Glad I could help. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) We open at the smart house. Sarah is not responding to Jack. So Joe tells Jack that she is going to be security for the official Astraeus crew portrait, and she is not looking forward to being there with Zane. He's still angry with her for dropping out of the program. One has to wonder why they need security for a photo op. Yeah. Just to keep the scientists in line? I, I don't know. I'm not really it's, sure myself. It's, it's not like it's in an open field somewhere or in some public place. It's at GD. Yeah, it is kind of a mystery. <laughs> and Sarah doesn't respond to Joe either. And just then, Andy comes walking out in pajamas. Carter mentions that this is the third time that week that Andy stayed over. And when Carter says they are going to have to lay down some ground rules, Sarah asks if the ground rules will also apply to Allison, which would only be fair. Not really. It's guess, his, it is his it's house. It's a little ridiculous. Right, it is ridiculous. And, <laughs> and it, he does mention is... that. It's my house. Right, <laughs> but... Of course, Carter, being the insensitive jerk that he is at times, (laughs) didn't need to add in that I'm human and you're not part of it. Men don't mean to be insensitive. We just come across as being insensitive. Yeah, I know. For what it's worth. That's not an excuse. Okay. Go ahead. We can get back to the story now? Yes. Okay. And he gets his feelings hurt. Can he do that? He's like a robot. Yeah. He has um, feelings. I know that you haven't seen every single episode, but yes, Andy has an emotion program, as does Sarah, which is why they're dating. Oh, okay. That happened a couple, uh, I think it was this season, actually, but all the AIs in town got an emotion program downloaded mistakenly, and all the AIs were going crazy. When they fixed everything, Andy asked Zane if he could keep his, because he and Sarah are an item. Right, yeah. So Andy does have emotions. With that being said... (laughs) And it gets his feelings hurt, and Sarah dumps Carter's breakfast into the disposal. Oops. That wasn't very nice. Come on, that's not like the toaster has guys sleep over. Sarah, what was that? Sheriff Carter's breakfast accidentally fell into the garbage disposal. Oh, very mature. Really? <laughs> Sarah, who is not Don't speaking... piss off the house. <laughs> Sarah, who is not speaking to Carter now... Relays a message through Joe about a call from a farm. Farm belongs to one of the Astraeus crew. They arrive at Dr. Welk's farm to find a melted cow. Yeah, that was pretty gross. Interesting. Yeah. Apparently this cow was holding his special mites for the trip to Titan. (laughs) 
Taggart is back and shows up at the Melted Cow site. We haven't seen him since the Christmas episode earlier this year, I don't think. I don't think so. Okay. He seems to disappear and we forget about him and then all of a sudden he shows up. That's what makes him so great, yeah. right? He's, and he just shows that he's crazy tagger. Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> Apparently he is the Australia's supervisor for bioorganic experiments. And he's happy to see Jack and a little awkward with Joe. But Joe has no idea what their relationship was in this timeline. Right. Yeah. And I guess the Christmas episode is kind of a standalone episode, so it didn't follow the timeline. So if we take the Christmas episode out of the mix, this is the first time, I believe, that Joe has seen Taggart since they came back from 1947. She knows what their relationship was in the original timeline. Mm -hmm. But now they came back and everything's changed, so she has no idea if they were anything to each other. But okay. um, considering the awkwardness, it seems like they were. Okay. Carter wonders if Taggart brought some sort of virus or something with him. It's uh, still unexplained why this cow is melting. Right. But that would make sense. I mean, if outside looking in, a cow melts. Taggart has all these crazy bugs and things from all around the world. Oh, yeah. Chances yeah. are he would have brought something back. It's not really a surprise. Taggart says he doesn't know what caused the cow to melt, but he's going to check to see if anything else in his lab was affected. So he's going to investigate right. a little bit. And everybody else certainly wants to know, but of course the first thing to do is go to Taggart because he's the, he's the one with all this crazy stuff. Right, and he's also pretty much the animal guy, yep. all-around <laughs> animal guy. Uh, he gives Carter a sample of cow. <laughs> to take to Allison. Which is even more gross than the looking at the melted cow. Here's a jar. It's a cow in a jar, yes. <laughs> he asks Joe to stay and help him there. Carter takes off. He finds his Jeep covered in animal, I like the word, excrement. So, what did I spell it wrong? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, some people might use other words, but well, we're not excrement gonna, yeah. gets the point across, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Grace and Henry are trying... To get a signal from the comm system they sent to Titan, but there is nothing yet. Then Grace tells Henry that she's been put in charge of the mission, and she's the captain. The comm system finally activates, and they're connected to Titan. How many million miles? I don't even remember, Somewhere. but yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird to me that Grace, not that she doesn't deserve it, but she was the one who was struggling the most with the fitness training and everything for the mission, so... It's kind of odd that out of the blue, I'm sure she's qualified to be captain, mm -hmm. but during all the training and everything, she was the m one struggling. So it's kind of weird that out of the blue, she's the captain. It just wasn't expected. It's great that there's a yeah. woman captain and yay, Eureka. And there she but, is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't expected is what I'm saying. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. I'm saying yay, Eureka. Yeah. But we had no clue that was going to happen. And then, of course, Jack brings the cow sample to Allison and finds a hologram. She's testing the system for the mission so the crew can interact with people on the ground. The crew gathers for the official picture, and what we find out is Parrish is an alternate. Sorry, Parrish. Official crew portrait, no alternates. Uh, we're still officially members of the mission. Whatever you say. Doug first alternate is still an amazing achievement. It's like 
You're almost a winner. Almost. This isn't over. Until that ship launches, I still have a shot. He says it's not over and that he's still in it until the ship takes off. Fargo, Grace, Holly, and the cow guy argue about who will be the first to step on the planet. So right. this is a uh, thing that's be historic. You'd be the first right. person on right. Titan. Let's. Yeah. Uh, I want to be it. No, I yeah. want to be it. Should be the captain. But yeah. yeah, that's true, right? Nobody even mentioned that, right? The FDL activates for no apparent reason, and Henry can't shut it down. Carter cleared the room real quick. Right, but he didn't get clear quick enough. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So everyone does get out, but uh, Carter's too close to the FTL. And Andy pushes him aside and gets FTL'd to Titan along with the supplies. Right, unfortunately they got the comm system up just before then so they could see him. That's right. He is the first person right. to be on Titan. Well, he's not a person, but so yeah. they could argue that. At 290 degrees below right. zero. <laughs> so it's better him than Carter or somebody right, else right. to freeze to death. <laughs> yeah, they'd be dead already. Yeah. <laughs> and what did he have for lifetime? Uh, half an hour or a certain amount of time? Which, which I think, he, I think they, originally he had six hours. That's right. So they see Andy on the planet because it has been activated. They finally get the screen up. Even though Andy is Al. AI. He's what? AI. AI. What's that? Artificial intelligence. Andy is artificial intelligence. You can laugh at me. Go ahead. You could just say AI. People know what that is. I don't. (laughs) Okay. You can laugh. Go ahead, people. You can laugh at me. I don't really care. But see if I do any more synopsises in the future. So it would help to put this as A period, I period, instead of L. Okay. Well, I'm typing on my phone, and then I'm just copying it onto here. So all kinds of weird things happen when I type on my phone. I went through quickly and tried to edit no, it no, for that's you. Okay. I don't know, because I, I couldn't figure out for the life of me why Andy would be Al. Andy is Andy. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> even, though, even though Andy is AI, he will not be able to tolerate the extreme conditions on Titan for too long. And like we just talked about, Grace guesses about six hour max. Okay. Henry and Grace decide that their best bet is to create a portable FTL drive and send it to Andy so he can transport himself back. Right. You know that's not going to work. Yeah. They were sending all kinds of uh, encouraging thoughts out to Andy when they know inside, I think, that this is pretty much hopeless. and. Well, but you Andy keeps smiling. Wait, you don't want to tell him that. He's got an icy face, and he's shivering, and he's still smiling. Are you there? <laughs> Hello? So Jack thinks Andy will be fine, because he's been fine after so many other incidents. And Allison tries to explain to him that this time might be different and may not be fine. And Jack still doesn't think of Andy as a person. He thinks that whatever happens, Andy can always be fixed. Because quite a few things have happened to Andy in the past. Again, I'm explaining to our listeners that Doug has seen this series because I'm watching it, but I don't know that he's paid attention to the whole series. So I'm sure he recognizes most of the characters, but some of these have to be explained. The TV is on. I'm in the room. Right. And and you're staring at it, though, a lot of times. um, Sometimes... You know, but um, am I actually <laughs> absorbing what's being said and 
And being broadcast out there, not really most right. of the time. I see a scene or two. Right, and this is why I have stopped and explained a few things along the way. There has been quite a lot of things that happened to Andy that he has been fixed. This is actually the second actor to play Andy. Apparently the first actor, who was really good too, wasn't available to play Andy anymore. Mm-hmm. So they put him in a huge accident where he got fried, so they had to redo his face. But three or four things have happened to him, and he has always been all right, other than the time they had to redo his face. But it still came back the same Andy, even though he had a different face. Mm -hmm. So I guess Jack, in his mind, is used to that and thinks, you know, we'll just get a new one and plug him in, and it's going to be Andy. Well, it's not, because this Andy has an emotion program, plus all the things that have happened to him that's now part of his program, his memories and things. Okay. So Allison informs Jack that she hasn't found any pathogens or anything else in the cow. But did we mention that mm-hmm. it was also a melted Jeep? It's not yet. That's not yet. That's yeah. coming up later? It's coming up. All right. That didn't happen yet. What's we your, talk about uh, things out of order all the time. So we're not that far yet. So she thinks that whatever happened came from an outside source, not from the cow. How would it come from the cow? The cow just decides I'm going to... Nope. No, well, she thought the cow had some kind of pathogen or something. Okay, causing it to melt. That would cause it to melt, like a virus or a disease okay. or a pathogen. So she thinks something from the outside, Okay, not something inside the cow caused it. Well, it is Eureka, so there's right. different, certainly different ways of thinking about all these things because right. so many crazy things happen there. <laughs> right, and if you remember for later, uh, the bats yeah. crapped all over Carter's car. Bat doo-doo, right. according to Carter. Yeah. Right. If you remember that, it all makes sense. (laughs) All right, so we're starting to get some things. There's experiments going on. It's not this, it's not that. Carter now believes that someone is trying to sabotage Wilkes' project to get him bumped for the mission. Parrish would replace him if he were bumped. Right, and Carter accuses Parrish of some crime in every episode. Okay. And Parrish, and I think I said this in in the last episode I did with Dud Gramley, that Parrish... He's a horrible person. I love the character. And he is the most likely suspect for anything. Right. But it's never him. But he's, So he's <laughs> going to get blamed. He's the first one they're going to go to. Right. I say, you caused this ruckus. Right. The first story. Right. Put himself first or whatever. And it's never him. It's Someday it will be, though. All right. So can we move on now yep. to Cafe Diem, where Parrish is celebrating going to Titan. Right, because he was the first alternate. Right. So with Wilkie out... Because his cow melted, his project's <laughs> gone. He should be in line next to take the next spot. Right, so he's assuming that. He's yeah. uh, getting excited. Paris tries to explain that he wouldn't sabotage anyone's experiment because it found out it would ruin his chance to go to Titan. So he's right. trying to reason, be reasonable. Right. Why would I do that? Carter's not reasonable when he's accusing people of things. Right, so he's trying to make his case. Right. Why would I do that? Why would I sabotage an experiment? It would ruin my chances of getting on the mission. Yes, if you got caught, which is what's happening right now. Uh, I didn't do anything to Wilkie's stupid cow, Sheriff. You know how I know? Because cows don't melt. How about Jeeps? Do they melt? Just as Paris screams at Carter uh, that he didn't do anything and the cows don't melt, he falls into Carter's melted Jeep on the road. Joe checks in with Zane and Fargo about the FTL. Zane is still cold to Joe about her leaving the program. Joe leaves to help Taggart find slime. 
Fargo tries to reason with Zane about Joe opting out of the mission, but Zane complains about the hours he spent coaching her for no reason at all. He doesn't want to talk about it anymore. He just wants to concentrate on saving Andy, which, okay, that's reasonable. <laughs> There's a guy stuck on the planet. Yeah. He's a miles away. But Fargo's trying to help Joe. <laughs> Taggart and Joe are taking a melted, not melted inventory on Taggart's bugs. And I think they were all intact, right? Yeah. There wasn't any of that. Joe tries to suss out. That's a word? It's an expression. It is. Joe tries to suss out what kind of relationship they had before Taggart left Eureka. He says that it hurt when she turned down his proposal, which makes sense to her because that seems to be her M.O. Or that's what she thinks is her M.O. Right. Turns out that some of these bugs are food for Taggart's bats. The bats are genetically engineered to provide fuel through their guano. And when Joe goes to take a look at the bats, she discovers... I'm waving my hand. They're gone. So they uh, proceed to kind of create a ruckus through... Through the tunnels, yeah. Through the tunnels GD. and what GD. And Probably all, all around the town. We, they don't really tell us where these tunnels go, but one could assume they're under the town and under GD. Yeah, they seem to show up at different places. Cut to a ton of bats flying through the tunnels. Taggart's enjoying it. He's having a good time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he, he always enjoys it. <laughs> they come. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> Grace and Henry are ready to send an FTL to Titan. Carter comes in to ask what a cow and Jeep have in common. That question makes no sense whatsoever to anybody out of the blue. <laughs> right. Henry's trying to pay attention to the FTL and Carter, but he seems a little confused by that. Yeah, you just come up to somebody, is this a riddle? What do a cow and Jeep have in common? And he does that a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just comes out with that. Carter asks Andy if he's okay, which... Reassuring, we're gonna we're trying to do what what we can to get you get you home. Right. Grace tells Carter that Andy's skin is beginning to turn to glass due to the cold. They used a bigger word, but it basically means turn to breaking a, down turn to glass or glass like substance. Right. And could just break. Right. right. And I think Andy realizes that. I think he absolutely realizes that. Yeah. But and he's still smiling and shivering. Yeah. Something goes wrong, and the transport of the FTL fails. The portable FDL is destroyed. Right. Making things even more grim for Andy. Although Andy doesn't know this yet, and he's waiting. Right. He's talking to everybody, and uh, there's nobody responding. Henry doesn't know what else to do. Their minds are going 100 miles an hour trying to figure out some kind of recovery idea. You could tell. The look on everyone's faces. You could see no one wants to tell Andy that it failed. They want to try to keep any encouragement, any ray of hope up there. Joe and Taggart are in the tunnels looking for the bats, going back to that. And they're still under the impression that Parrish melted the cow, but they can't understand why he would melt his bat crates. Right, and they, I don't think they know about the Jeep, because nobody shares information in this town. Okay. <laughs> back at Ground Control, Henry announces that every circuit is going offline. They have no connection whatsoever now. Right. Carter is really beginning to worry about Andy. But being his insensitive self, he asks Henry what the worst-case scenario would be. He thinks they could just order a new Andy and plug him in. How much longer does Andy have? Maybe four and a half hours. The atmosphere is already starting to corrode his peripheral systems. Right. If we can't get him back, like, worst-case scenario, we just 
order a new Andy and plug in the back of this, right? No. Doesn't work that way. First, Andy's a, a prototype. Second, everything Andy's experienced through his emotion software builds unique pathways in his processing core. So he's a, a one of a kind. Henry gets a little bit upset at the question. See, not all men are insensitive. Jack is being insensitive. Henry is not. Okay. Okay. I'm just going back to your They can be. I never scenario. said all men are. I said they can be. Okay. Without meaning to be. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure Carter has good intentions, right? Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's unique. They can replace a robot, but they can't replace Andy. It wouldn't be Andy anymore. Right. It would be a... Completely different, like replacing a human. That's right. right. Like we said earlier. Exactly. <laughs> so Grace finds that all of the circuits are melting, just like the Jeep and the cow. Carter goes to see Allison, finds out that Parrish fractured his foot. He can't walk on it for eight weeks, which means... He can't go to Titan. He's out! <laughs> I think they had no intention of sending him anyway, so that was a great excuse for them to... Well, I think they would have had to. He was the first alternate. I was a real astronaut for five minutes. That stupid gritting robot gets to go to Titan, and I have to stay here. Watch it, Parrish. My deputy is stranded on Titan. I think you're involved. Oh, leave me alone. Look, whatever voodoo science you did is out of control, and I messed with Henry's FTL machine. I... Did not melt Lenore. Carter still thinks Parrish is involved. Allison tells Carter that she doesn't think Parrish has anything to do with the cow melting. Allison said both the cow and the Jeep did not melt. They protonated. Meaning? Good. Allison tells them it's subatomic components being ripped apart and only a super acid could cause this. Right. But for the remainder of this episode, we're still going to say melted. All right. We're not going to try protonated every time. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, because I'm going to stumble on that a couple of times. All right. Parrish is clean of any type of super acid. He is no longer a suspect. So Carter had some um, misconceptions there, I yeah. guess. And uh, that clears it up. Out of the picture, we could do move on to the story in a different direction. Parrish is out. Okay, so don't bang on the counter because every time you do, it's a big thump. You, it doesn't it doesn't sound like it is. Right, but I'm trying to make my point. Well, to make your by point by banging on, on the counter. Yeah, but did you hear that? It's another big thump. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, I'm making my point. It's okay. like the judge banging the gavel. All right. Boom. Okay. Should I yell boom when I want to make a point? No, no. I'm sure that get you're making your point. <laughs> Joe apologizes to Taggart about what happened with them. Even though she has no idea of the details, he tells her that it took him a while to get his bearings until he went on a walkabout. Joe and Taggart find the bats flying through tunnels. Henry gives Jack a sample of the circuit for Allison to check. They can't stop it unless she can figure out what's causing it. Carter thinks that Allison will figure it out, and when she does, they can get Andy home. That simple. He doesn't understand that the FTL was destroyed. Henry doesn't know if he can rebuild it in time to save Andy. Because right. Andy right now is we on don't, the last yeah, we don't even know few how, minutes. I don't even know how long he has at this point. Not much. It's not not much, much time. No. Andy notifies them of a methane storm heading in his direction. Henry tells him to build a shelter for the wind. 
And Andy seems to understand now that he may not make it back, but begins to build the shelter anyway. And you can see he's really moving slowly. Right. And uh, Andy got up and he gave it his all and he's trying his best. He asked Carter to talk to Sarah. When Carter arrives at the smart house, he finds that Sarah is still angry with Carter. I won't bang the table. Thank you. It, will, it would be effective, though. Picture a thump right there. Okay. Angry. Boom. With Carter about what he said that morning. But Carter makes her listen. He tells her that Andy is stranded on Titan, and she absolutely understands that he may not be coming back. Sarah, um, sorry about this morning, but uh, we have to talk. All right, Sheriff. It's a free country. There's been an accident. What kind of accident? And he's stranded on Titan. That is far too harsh an environment for his soft skin. Yeah. You must get yep. him back to Earth as soon yep. as possible. Right, and we're doing everything that we can. But just in case, he's asked me to tell you that you're his casita bonita. Carter relays a message to her from Andy, which makes Carter understand how much Andy and Sarah care about each other. Sarah tells Carter about movement in her conduits. Mm -hmm. Carter thinks it's an emotional reaction, but then bats come pouring out of his fireplace. Right, so and those tunnels must go all over town. And he screams like a six-year-old yep. waving at bats. Yep. End of scene. <laughs> Carter's still freaking out about the bats while he's talking to Taggart when Joe calls him about a fire suppression alarm going off and locking people in the lab. She and Parrish were trying to get the door open. Carter comes to help. There's no fire. The system went off by itself and is now sucking oxygen out of the room. They are able to pry the door open and get everyone out. And they find that the sensors for that system, no surprise, also melted. Taggart appears from a trap door in the wall of the lab. He has not caught up to the bats, but he says they are on their way to roost. Carter asks if he tracked them to the farm or GD. Taggart tells him that they went in both directions. They're finally figuring out that the bats have something to do with the cow and the jeep melting. Carter runs off to check on Sarah while we see Andy still trying to build a shelter. Still moving very slowly. Zane and Fargo try to keep the conversation with Andy light, but he's aware that they just don't want to tell him. They run out of ideas, and he's going along with it. He's, he knows they won't give up, but he's, he doesn't have a lot of confidence that they're going to yeah. be able to do it. But he is fighting to the finish. He's going right. to fight for that last inch of life. Carter gets to the smart house to find it dark. Sarah can feel her connections dissolving. Then Carter tells Fargo to come as soon as he can. Sarah asks Carter to tell Andy that she loves him right before she goes offline. Meanwhile... Back on Titan, Andy is struggling. We can see that he doesn't have much longer. We've been saying that for a while now. He is just stretching it and hanging on yeah. and hanging on. And Fargo has Sarah on life support. So now we have two AIs in bad shape. Allison discovers that whatever Taggart did to enhance the bats is causing their guano to transform into super acid. But they don't know why. Taggart is looking for a common link between everything that's been affected. Xylene is mentioned, and Carter remembers that Wilkie's cow fleas were made of xylene, which Allison tells them can also be found everywhere else that was affected. Ah, it's starting to come together. Mm -hmm. Holly thinks she's found the bat's roosting place, 
It's a storage tank full of methyl iodide gas. It's poison to humans, but Allison needs a sample from one of the bats to neutralize the melting. Taggart is excited to go inside the poisonous tank. Carter, not so much. I didn't realize we didn't see Holly for the whole episode, maybe in the picture. And it's kind of weird that they just threw her in for this one scene. Because I don't think she's in the rest of it either. But it's just weird that she runs in for this one thing. You don't even realize she's part of this whole investigation. Okay. It was just weird. Unusual. Yeah. Joe and Zane bump into each other in the hallway. Zane's still angry with her. And accuses her of just playing around with an important mission. That he was taking it seriously and believes that she wasn't. Carter and Taggart go into the tank in their protective gear. The gear won't last long in the tank, so they have to hurry. They need to find a mature female amongst the hundreds of bats in the tank. Taggart tells him that females are larger. Taggart lets off some sort of high-pitched sound to get the bats moving. And Carter is able to catch a female. That was a pretty impressive grab. Yeah, let me tell you how much I hate looking at bats. <laughs> I don't know if that was a real bat. I don't want to see a bat face. I don't want to see mice. I just don't. So you're not really that impressed that he was able to grab that bat mid-flight? Yeah, I, was, I wouldn't be First grabbing try. it. I wouldn't be in there. But <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think we needed to see the bat's face. Just oh. saying. Gets the hair standing up, I guess, on the skin. Don't care. Yeah. Don't want to I see don't the know. bat's face. Yeah. Gets the heart racing a little bit. With the sample, Allison and Taggart were able to isolate the problem in the bats. Getting back to Fargo and Zane, working on the FTL. Zane asks about Sarah. Fargo tells him they will know more once they get her rebooted. Zane is concerned, but in Fargo's mind, not as much as he should be. Now, Sarah, on artificial life support, I was able to connect an external hard drive before the crash, but uh, we'll know more once she's rebooted. Thanks for asking. Well, I know how attached you are. In a not at all creepy way. They may be AI, but Sarah and Andy have a real connection. It would be tragic if they couldn't say goodbye. And she became our first AI widow. Yeah, but we all have to live with disappointment. Enough with the doom and gloom already. It's so obvious. What are you talking about? You and Joe. What, that she wasted my time? That you're disappointed that she's not going with you. Just tell her. Zane doesn't even know what they are to each other. Fargo suggests that he should just ask her because pushing her away is not helping either of them. Right. These two are ridiculous. These two are always ridiculous. They're just ridiculous. Just, they are. They're just ridiculous. Yeah. In the last episode, I think it was the last episode because I'm a little confused right now, Zane got a pardon, which means he could leave Eureka. They're just so ridiculous. <laughs> Joe won't ask him to stay, and he won't ask her if she wants him to stay. It's just like neither one of them will ask each other anything or tell each other anything because they're afraid. I don't know what they're afraid of, but... Their relationship is ridiculous. Okay, makes the show interesting. And maybe I'm just a little more hostile about it today because I don't feel good, but their relationship is ridiculous. They're both ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Joe is talking to Andy, who is looking even worse than the last time we saw him. The atmosphere is now beginning to damage the camera. They don't have the couple of hours Carter seems to think they have to fix everything. To fix everything. Yeah, Carter seems to think there's all this extra time. Yeah. Doesn't he realize this guy's face is freezing? No, he doesn't. He's barely moving. Eventually he does, but <laughs> he's thick-headed. There's a denial maybe a little bit. Yeah. Carter tries to talk to Andy, but the feed goes down. 
Carter, who finally realizes how serious the situation is with Andy, is now telling Allison how bad he feels about all of it. He gets interrupted with the news of an improvised FTL slingshot. The only problem with this solution is that Andy has to be at the exact coordinates as when he arrived on Titan. And the camera is down, so there is no way to tell him that. Ah, but maybe there is. (laughs) Carter remembers Allison's hologram from earlier in the episode. On Titan, Andy wakes up to a hologram of Jack. He's barely alive. Right. He kind of blinks his eyes and... Jack is there. Are you an angel? (laughs) Carter explains the situation, and Andy isn't sure he can make it back to the correct coordinates. Which isn't very far. It's just that he can barely move at this point. Right. It's dire at this point. (laughs) So he has to get to the boulder before they lose the hologram signal. But the signal goes out, of course, before Andy makes it all the way to the boulder. And on the ground, they just have to guess at that point. And take the risk that Andy made it to the spot and activate the slingshot. There's right. nothing else they could really do. Because I think they probably only have one shot at it, too. Yeah, yeah, right. That's true. Otherwise, they would just keep trying. Keep trying, yeah. Andy appears on the pad. Seems to be relatively okay. Zane takes Fargo's advice and talks to Joe in Cafe DM. He has a hard time starting to talk. He tells her that he always thought about going on the mission with her. Joe apologizes for real this time. Zane wants to know what they are to each other and if she will wait the six months for him. She doesn't know how she feels about a lot of things, but she's trying to figure it all out. Right. I don't even know what she's trying to figure out. No, she's not sure. She's not sure if that's the way they want to go, right? Sarah is being taken off life support. They know that some of her data has been lost. They just don't know how much of it until she's rebooted. She knows who Fargo and Carter are, but for a minute it looked like she didn't remember Andy. And she didn't respond to him right away because she was smiling, which nobody could see. Right. She made mention of that. Yes. I forget you can't see that I'm smiling. Right. Carter unexpectedly asks Allison to move in, and he asks her to think about it. The end. The end of that episode. Right. What will the future bring? Stay tuned. Did we miss anything that you wanted to talk about? No, I think you got recovered at all. Bat doo-doo, as Carter called it, um, was the um, source of the problems, melting stuff. Acid bat doo-doo. Yeah, acid bat doo-doo. I think we covered everything. That's what sticks out in your mind is the bat doo-doo? No. (laughs) Okay. No, but I'm just a recap. All right, so thanks again for filling in for Kim. No problem. It didn't hurt at all. You'll hear Doug again in our synopsises every week. Just about every week. He was on vacation for a couple of them. But. Yeah. And she cuts out my funny little blurbs at the end. Yes, I but do. that's okay. I do. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not funny. Uh, well, then that makes sense to cut them out then. <laughs> All right. Thanks. We'll see you doing a, a synopsis. And we'll be back next week with somebody. I don't know who's on the schedule. Bye. Bye now. Sarah? Everything okay? I'm sorry. I forget sometimes that you can't see me smile. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next time for Season 4, Episode 20, when Giant Neep. Bye! Bye. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page, yeah, that can't be good, at facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch, or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at eurekarewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, 
please email us at Eureka Rewatch at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.